This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Get the discussion started. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Go, uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm going all in. Go, uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm going all in. Go, you sound like you're uh, getting after it there. Jeez. Talk like, about the train like and everything. The What's going on it's here? <laughs> <laughs> He's going all in. I'm all in. BC. Don't we all? I'm all in. <laughs> oh, it's Friday. Yes, it is. I'm going all in on Daniel Jones. The Giants have to bring Daniel Jones back because I don't want to be like BT's Jets and the 20 other teams in the NFL that have quarterback conundrums and questions and uncertainty. I know that Daniel Jones has had this. Odd legacy. It's not even a legacy. Legacy. And she's got this odd like existence these first four years with the New York Giants. And I hope that ultimately it is a legacy that leads to a mimicking of of Eli Manning's uh, you know, early career where people just had doubts, questions about where they were going, and all of a sudden, year four, he's a Super Bowl champion, mostly by his postseason performance because he was just elite when he had to be. And he subsequently did it in eleven again. And it's a template in a lot of ways. You don't have to be great right away. Like not everybody is going to be Pat Mahomes, but there are players, and there's a lot of them you can point to, who started kind of middling and then found their way when they got into the right coaching situation. I think Daniel Jones with the Giants because of Dayball, because Kafka is still here. You know that Joe Shane, the, the general manager, is going to start upgrading the talent around him. They hang on to one of those guys who was really good for them last year. Isaiah Hodgins is going to join us in about 15 minutes to talk about his season and, and where the Giants going forward. But I think... The last thing the Giants need after so many years of just uncertainty, and it felt like they were in a hole, black hole, of of find, trying to find success. The last thing they need to do is have quarterback uncertainty. And Daniel Jones, while not perfect, in quotes, yet, I think is the best option for them going forward because he brings continuity and such, I think, still so much upside before he hits the ceiling. All right, Teak, it is uh, 12.05. Good job with that. We're inside of our Town Fair Tire Studio. Friends of Town Fair remind you that you always get the guarantee lowest price on name brand tires from Connecticut to Maine. Nobody beats Town Fair. Nobody. Yeah, so I'm all in on on the, the situation possibly altering exactly what the Giants want to do. See, for me, the discussion is not whether or not you bring back Jones. Again, mm-hmm. we, we chapter and verse. We've gone yep. over this a million times. We really like him. The state of the NFL, and, you know, it's it's been like this more and more over the years, but this is unique in the sense that there are very few teams, and I challenge you, go to the standings, go to, 
ESPN.com, CBSSports.com. If you still read the papers, the hard copy, find one with the standings and look at every single team, right, in the NFL. So they're all in front of you. I guarantee you that you can't get more than double digit, more than 10 teams right now whose quarterback situations are absolutely defined for 2023. You can't do it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Now, eventually, some of these will resolve themselves quickly because of, of, of contract. Like Jones, I do believe Jones will be in the Giants, but he's one of the... They're one of the teams I count until it's resolved. It's not. Yeah. Same with the Ravens. I think Lamar Jackson's staying with Baltimore, but right now that is not resolved. So I see the Bills, the Bengals, the Browns, the the Jaguars, the Chiefs, the Denver because of the contract, the Broncos because of the contract, Chargers, Philly, Dallas, and maybe the Vikings because of Kirk Cousins' deal as well. Those are the teams that are locked into their quarterback for next season for different reasons. And when you've got that many teams in a league that, you know, paramount play is, is uh, uh, quarterback play is paramount, pardon me, and the pursuit of such is endless, and the the dearth of, of great young ascending quarterbacks, it, they're not out there. So it moves Daniel Jones onto a line. Let, let me let me transit. Let me say this is the NCAA tournament, right? I'm going to use Dan. He's not a legitimate one seed, mm-hmm. but you know what? It's a little bit of a weak tournament, a little bit of a weak field this year, uh, a little bit of a... Uh, a lot, a lot of turmoil. Very, uh, a lot of upsets. Uh, you know, Purdue just lost again. Uh, yeah. Who's really the? Uh, nobody knows. Daniel Jones might be the fourth one seed in a year like this. <laughs> Doesn't mean he's legitimately a one seed, but he might get treated as one. Yeah. And when you do, you got to be careful. The Giants aren't forced to do something they don't want to do, or are comfortable, or have the resources to do. Yeah. They got to build out the rest of the roster. They do, and it's 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 a dance. It's a it's a cap management situation that I'm comfortable with Joe Shane. Handling because he's such a smart, you know, forward-thinking guy. Like he's not going to do anything to put the team in jeopardy. Because let's face it, there was there were moves to be made, maybe trades to be had at the deadline that that would have probably felt rushed, even though they would have felt good in real time. But it would have compromised the Giants going forward, like maybe Brandon Cooks, yeah, whoever, yeah, someone, someone like, like that, that, a receiver. Because yep. we were talking about, it. let's go get, let's go get a receiver. That's right. I thought that was more at that point a lack of belief, full conviction in Jones. Maybe you know maybe. what I mean. It's right because we talked to we talked to um, Joe Shane at the at the halfway point. Yep, we had right? him on the show, and we he was he told us, look, we're trying to get Saquon done. We had conversations with Saquon, and. His comment on Daniel Jones was, it's still kind of evaluation. We're still evaluating him. So I guess it tells you how good of a second half, including getting to, first of all, correcting that little slide, beating you know Washington and destroying Indianapolis, getting to the postseason, winning a, great, a game that he played great in. It tells you how far he came from the mid, midway point of the season to the end of the season, where now... Joe Shane and the Giants are saying, we we need Daniel Jones. We'd love to get him re-signed. Well, let's get to uh, you again. Let's keep cranking out these calls. Paul's in Newark. What's going on, Paul? How you doing today? All right. Good afternoon, hey, gentlemen. What's happening? Good. So let's, let's get straight to the point. Daniel Jones is not worth $30 million. What's the he Giants worth? finished in third place this year. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a third-place schedule next year. So... You got to look through the smoke screen. They're going to win nine games, ten games again. They're going to lose Barkley. They're going to start losing other players. You're going to get into the same situation like all these other teams. The parity is killing the NFL. The Super Bowl was a joke. Nobody what? could even 
because nobody could stop anybody. I oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. I mean, it was. Eagles, I mean, it was Eagles seventy. Can't even get a stop. Seventy-three that's points defense. scored. That's that's a bad I Super Bowl. Mean, <laughs> I know it was I exciting for some people. Have, I've seen a lot worse. But Paul, sure. you're right. I mean, seventy-three points in a Super Bowl. I didn't mind it. I didn't. Nobody, nobody, mind, nobody mind, minded it. was a fumble it. return. Yeah. I mean, come on. It wasn't like it was just boom, 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 boom. The second half. The second half was. The second half. There were seven possessions and four touchdowns. With yeah, and two listen, field goals. I'll take that over 16-13 myself. Paul, let me ask you a question. So um, you say that Jones is not worth $30 million. Okay, I respect your position. What do you think he's worth? Just just give me a number, and I, I want to follow up with that. What is he worth? I mean, first of all, I don't know what the Giants are going to offer him. They should probably offer him like 25 Okay, so yeah. let me stop but- you. So hold on, let me stop you. So you say he's not worth 30 uh, You think that they'll offer him 25 What would you offer him if you ran the Giants? I would offer him 25. Okay, let me stop you again. Let me stop you. So you're going to, and this is not coming from a bad place. I'm trying to prove a point. It's all good. You're going to call us up and nickel and dime over $5 million. That's what you're complaining. You just said he's not worth 30, but you give him 25. Mm -hmm. What's the difference? Yeah. Because I need that $5 million to get Barkley back. And maybe another free agent, a couple of plug and play guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, the cap will go up next year. Yeah, you know, look, you're right. Like an escalator, you know. Paul, put an escalator Paul just just there. so you just so you know, and I think most people, and I think you probably understand this as well. And appreciate your call. Thank you, Paul. The contracts in the NFL, the money is it's such nonsense. It almost means nothing if you do a long term deal, like a, a more than a four year deal. It it. Almost means nothing. I mean, I was just looking at, I forgot whose deal, uh, Derek Carr's deal. No, no, uh, no, Kirk Cousins, because I was trying to figure out where Kirk Cousins' deal was, if he was one of those teams, because in BTNI's estimation about teams that need a quarterback, Minnesota is is kind of there, but not really, because they still have Kirk Cousins on his last year of his deal. Um, but, he, but he's 35 years old, and this is the last year of his deal. They did that long extension you know, you realize the last two years of that deal are voided. They're just they automatically void. So listen to what I'm saying. Hundred and something million dollar deal. The last two years, which are at, I don't know, thirty seven or thirty six million dollars, they automatically void. So money contract money in the NFL is just stupid. Yep. It's it's fungible. It means absolutely nothing. So as long as you do a deal with Daniel Jones, it's more than four years, it's all kind of just play money. And you know that you know at at some point the cap is going to go up, and so it makes that first and second years of this new deal for Daniel Jones tiny, relatively speaking. Like it's, you're nowhere near thirty. Like over the course of the deal, it may average out to be thirty, thirty-five million, but those first two years are going to be small cap for cap reasons. And by the time it matters, the cap is going to have gone up fifty million dollars. I just don't understand the logic from you know that that kind of a take. Paul, again, Paul, no disrespect there, but you know. To me, if you call up and say, Jones, I don't believe in him, not good enough, yeah. I never envisioned the Giants winning a Super and Bowl. that would with, be with the only reason. That's different. That would be the only reason not to sign him. That's totally different. But, you know, and I know it's all relative and it's not a great example. It's not a perfect example. But, like, imagine you plan a family vacation. If you've ever been to Hawaii, I've been to Hawaii once. If you've ever been to Hawaii, it's expensive, right? All right. And, yeah. I, you know, so, so, but just say you're like, you're going for 10 days, and uh, again, I, I don't minimize this amount of money because it's not it's not cheap. But say it's going to be yeah. a $20,000 vacation. You're sitting there with your wife, and you have the money to do it, but it's not as easy. You're not a millionaire, so every penny kind of counts. 
And you're like, well, you know, I can't justify $20,000 going to Hawaii. But you know what? For $17,900, I can. Mm-hmm. All right. You can say, well, that's $2,000 actually that matter. I get that. But does it really change the world? It doesn't yeah. change no. it. The answer is no. No. So if you're saying that you wouldn't give them 30 but you'd give them 25 it doesn't make sense to me. No. It's yeah. just, it's too close. I agreed. I 100% agree with that. That's BT. all I'm saying. But appreciate the call. Uh, Scotty's in Tom's River. What's up, Scott? Hey, gentlemen, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Pleasure. Okay, Scott, what's up, buddy? You guys. Oh, I love it. Uh, Tiki, nice. huge fan, season, Giants, uh, season ticket holder for the Giants. Uh, loved watching you play back in the day. Thank you. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I, as, I was, as I was on hold, I'm thinking, you know, you mentioned Jones's career trending like Eli's. I kind of think it's trending more like Phil Simms, to be honest. Like, huh. injuries I- early on. You know they're they're kind of they're kind of coming out of that black hole. Oh, I hear you. All of a sudden, Parcells I hear you. Gets on board. You know what? Right? You, you know just, what? You're right, Scott. Because Eli never was hurt. He, Eli played every snap all the time. Yep, yep, absolutely. And it's you know hopefully it uh you know hopefully the next couple of years look like you know the middle of Sims's career. Then we'll be in good shape. Yeah. Um. But uh, reason I'm calling Tiki, I, I I know he's a teammate of yours, and I think the quarterback for the majority of your career. I loved Kerry Collins yeah. when he was here. Kerry was great. Loved I loved him you know, as well. Again, high draft, you know, high draft pick like Jones didn't kind of beginning of the career didn't kind of pan out. He had some personal issues, but if 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 Daniel Jones kind of ends up in that tier of quarterback that Kerry Collins was in back during uh, you know that Super Bowl run in two thousand, I mean, is that is that worth? Is that worth thirty million dollars a year, or would we consider that a disappointment? No, I think I, I don't think it's a disappointment. I think it would be you'd, you'd love that if Daniel Jones could take you to a Super Bowl like Kerry did. And Kerry was, I mean, Kerry's biggest asset was that he had a humongous arm, and when he wanted it, when it when he let it go, it got there quickly. Uh, but he was also a really good leader. Right? He was vocal in a quiet way, if that makes sense. Like he wasn't getting up and yelling and screaming at everybody, but when things needed to be like snapped in, Kerry would snap you in. And I remember BT knows this story. We had this awesome line coach, offensive line coach. His name was uh, Jim McNally. This is Mouse. Mouse. We called him Mouse. Exactly. I swear to God, dude is (laughs) five foot three. Maybe, maybe five foot three, but one of the best offensive line coaches technique wise in the NFL. And any of his offensive linemen will tell you the exact same thing. We're doing a, you know, a preparation as we're getting ready for the Super Bowl and, and Mouse is like hyperactive, like he really was, like just kind of like in and out. So he's jumping in the huddle. He's like, you know, hey Scott, you gotta do this. Hey Stoney, you gotta do this. Hey blah blah blah, you gotta do this. Hey Lomas, you gotta do this. And just every play, he's just hopping in the huddle. And Kerry just at one point goes, he's just like, Mouse, I bleeping got this. Get the blank out of my blanket huddle. It was awesome. That's right. right. I love and, it. and Mouse is like, all right, cool, we're good. Uh-huh. And, and but that's the control that he had. Right? Eli ever do something like that? Never. Not like that. Never. 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 Yeah. I I, I loved Kerry, man. Kerry was Kerry was the man. You always talk highly about him. He's you, a great, you, he was you a great love dude. Him. You always well, say that. It's also because of how his personal life, as uh, Scott, I think it was, just called and said. Kerry had some demons, man. Oh, yeah. With with the drinking, and he got accused of being a racist down in Carolina. All these things that were, were I mean, could have, should have, could have derailed his career. Mm-hmm. And I remember Ernie Acorsi bid against nobody for him. You know what I mean? So he was, oh, like, yeah. he was like, he was upbidding himself. And Ernie came to us as vets and said, when Kerry gets here, I don't want you to have a prejudice, right? Just 
because he because he had spent the time. Ernie had spent the time to get to know Kerry a little bit, and you know, obviously recruited him. And he, when he finally came here as a free agent, he told us, "Don't have a prejudice. Just take him for as he is, as he is." And he was unbelievable. Kerry's been sober now for, I mean, how many years was that? Twenty. 20-something? He's got to 20-plus years 23 now. or Easily. 4? Because it was before. Almost 30, probably. Yeah, well, it happened right before. So we went to the Super Bowl in 2000, so 99. So 24 years. 24 years he's been yeah. sober. Right? Remember, the, remember the video of him coming out of the police station yeah. with a cigar That's in his right. mouth? That's right. That's remember what that? people remember. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I remember him talking about it at the Super Bowl that year we went. And he was he was really open about it. And he's just an awesome dude, man. Just a guy you'd want to hang out with. What's he doing now? He's got a big farm. Just chilling. Kind of chilling. He made some good know? money. Made a lot of good money. Great Mar- college player, Mar- too. That team well. was good, boy. I remember asking him one time, because he went down to North Carolina, I believe, and he was buying all this land. I was like, why are you buying all this land? And he was like, because it has all these trees on it. He's like, all those trees? That's money, right? And, you know, people are blanking every day, but God ain't making no more land. That's true. <laughs> I was like, you gotta, you're a genius, dude. Okay, it's not cheap cutting trees down. Yeah, but... But he's done well, man. Yeah. Gary's done really well. That could have gone very different way. It did. Yep. I loved. I loved him. He was awesome. That to me is one of the one of the most exciting college teams I've ever seen. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, that team was incredible. Without a doubt. I mean, I got to tell you, at the end for him, the reason why it was so frustrating for some of us veterans is that Kerry had taken us to a Super Bowl, like, and we knew he still had like life left. He still yep. had. He wasn't. He was wasn't like in his prime, but he wasn't on the downslope either. And Ernie, of course, he basically was convinced I'm drafting Eli Manning because Eli Manning's our future. And if Kerry wanted to be there, he was going to have to have the, the Kurt Warner role. Yeah. Which is be is like, just guide him into being the starter. And he's like, I- I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to stay here and let you replace me. Not everybody's built for that. And Kerry wasn't. And he didn't, he didn't need to be. And so he left. There you go. They worked it out. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The boss, George Steinbrenner, who passed away earlier today at the age of 80. And uh, as a Met fan, I was always envious of the Yankees because of Steinbrenner, who I have nothing but tremendous respect for. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Right, it's 1228 Tiki and Tierney back on the fan. You know we love good stories in this city. You know we respect um, unlikely pets. You know, Jalen Brunson's a guy we've talked a lot about this year, mm-hmm. obviously. Didn't even get drafted in round one. He's become a superstar. And, you know, going back, John Starks, Mace, rest in peace. A lot of those Knicks, not, you know, not even drafted. Uh, unlikely um, ascensions to uh, unlikely spots. And I think that certainly fits with our next guest. Maybe he processed it differently along the way, mm-hmm. but we love his story and we like him as a player. That is Isaiah Hodgins, who has uh, been bestowed with a contract by the Giants. That was a given. He played very well and he's with us here on the show. Isaiah, it's Tiki and Tierney. How you doing today, buddy? What's up, man? I'm good. Appreciate you guys having me on. Oh, no, we're excited Absolutely. to have you on. You mentioned, you didn't even mention Victor Cruz. Victor who was Cruz. Who was zone. It was the yeah. same, same situation. Wayne Corbett. Yeah. You know, Isaiah, your your journey is, it's kind of, it's it's pretty amazing when you think about it from getting drafted by Buffalo in the sixth round. For those that don't know, I'll recount a little bit of it. And then you're there for a year, you get waived, you get brought back, your practice squad, you get signed a futures contract, and you get waived again, and then the Giants pick you up. 
And when you get picked up by the Giants, nobody expected you to go and contribute. Yet when the season was said and done, you led the team in receiving touchdowns. Right? Tell us about this journey and why you felt so comfortable immediately, it felt like, once you got a chance to play with Daniel Jones in this Giants offense. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was definitely a long journey, you know, kind of as you mentioned. Just looking looking back on just some of that stuff, man, and just, like, listening to those stories, it's just kind of crazy to see how far I've come. But, I mean, it was definitely just, like, you know, a journey that I've had to persevere through and just um, really be patient through. But, you know, I've had a lot of people who were there to help uh, mentor me just along the way and kind of keep me patient and keep me working hard the whole time. You know, um, my, my dad used to play in the NFL, so, you know, he used to – say hey like man like when you're on practice squad over there in buffalo like use that as an opportunity like you know you're going against tredavious wyatt and jordan poyer and all these people like every single day like you know giving them a look like you know those are going to be people who you're going to be playing against one day like in the game and you know corners as good as them and stuff like that so like you know people like him stefan diggs and just emmanuel sanders just all these like household names cole Beasy would just i was able to learn from and really you know get comfortable with and like learn how to really run routes and um, model my game after and you know obviously I was in Buffalo with Dayball for two years so I was familiar with the offense so the second I came over here and he gave me an opportunity you know he kind of told me what it was and was like hey like I'm not going to give you a spot like obviously you know like you're going to have to go out there and earn it but you know you the more catches you make and more plays you make you know the more opportunities you'll get and you know it's kind of why I love Dayball because you know he's going to tell you when you're doing good and tell you when you're doing bad and he's just kind of a real person and you know I felt like it was just easy to come in there with you know, the offensive system with Daniel Jones, who's just a hard worker and just, um, you know, able to get going right away. Yeah, you know, I kind of forgot that about your dad. Your dad was here with the Jets in 06. And so also won yeah. a, a, a Super Bowl with the Rams as a fullback. So, I mean, you got it in your blood a little bit. And you mentioned Dable, and I think he's such an important part of this because he does. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Keep it real. I know this because I've met him and I know him a little bit, but we talk about it all the time. But to hear from a player, I mean, tell us how he coaches. Or really, I don't know, it's not, probably not even coaching. It's really like indoctrinating you into a family, into the culture. How is he? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean you kind of hit it on the head. That's, he's just real. Like, you know, and I think – 
um, a lot of times, you know, in, in this league, and I'm sure, you know, like Tiki and everyone can kind of like yep. attest to this, you know, there's sometimes there's a lot of like politics that go on, or a lot of like, oh, the coach told me this, but you know, this is something different happening behind closed doors. But, you know, with Dave, all that doesn't really happen, you know, what I mean, like he's going to tell you, like, you know, why you're not playing or why you're not doing good and, you know, you know, what, what he thinks you could do better. But he's also, you know, when you're doing great, he's going to tell you that and he's going to tell you to keep going and tell you stuff to improve on and tell you how he sees you in the future. And, you know, I just think that's something that a lot of players respect because it's not something that you get a lot in this league. That's yeah, all true. So that's Isaiah Hodgins. Uh, Giants doing maybe one of the easiest things they'll have to do this offseason, picking up the contract. The young man's earned every penny. Had a really good showing with the G-Men, which is awesome. So, Isaiah, I want to know, like, when you first – Come into the building, and again familiarity familiarity with Dable clearly, and even I'm sure Shane to an extent. But the Giants' personality developed as the year went on. Can you speak to how what you perceive them to be when you first arrived into the playoffs, specifically the great game against Minnesota? Like how how did things change? How fast did that winning culture start to stick? Yeah, I mean, so I, I was. We always used to watch the Giants uh, when we were in Buffalo. Actually, you know, we would always talk about Daniel Jones and Barkley, and especially when Dayball got there, because you know we all love Dayball. So we were kind of keeping a close eye on them, and it was kind of one of those things that, like, I feel like the whole world was kind of like trying to figure out. Like, you know, they started real fast, but everyone was like, ah, like, are they for real? Like, you know, we don't really know yet. Is it a, is it really a playoff team, or is it just like a, a easy schedule type thing? And then I got there and I started to see, you know, just how some of these practice and Saquon Barkley, how hard he works, um, you know, Daniel Jones, how dedicated he was to his job. And, uh, I mean, Dayball preaches it all the time, you know, I mean, just like having fun and winning, you know, just comes with execution. And like, you know, you're, people aren't going to have fun out there if you're, you're not executing, you're getting your ass whipped on the field, you know, but <laughs> if you're sitting there and you're executing and you're playing at a high level, then that's when it gets fun. And, you know, the more we started to do that, and I think, you know, it really started ramping up after we won uh, at Washington, and, um, you know, ever since then, then it was just like, you know, upfield and upfield. And it was like every game, like we know, like, you know, we, we can play in this game and we can win. Yeah. No, it felt you could feel that. Like you, you really could. And you could feel Daniel Jones just getting more and more confident every single time he was out on the field. Now, the thing I noticed and obviously watching games, but also watching film on him is that his decisions were quick. And I think a lot of that is because Richie evolved. Richie James evolved as a route runner. You obviously are a great. I've said this all ever since I started seeing you with the Giants. You're a great route runner. I don't think you get enough credit for that. But the confidence that Daniel had in getting you guys the ball, I think that was the key. Tell, talk about Daniel Jones because he's he in our minds is what we've been talking about all day is really the key to keeping this train rolling with the New York Giants into next season. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I agree. And it's something that, you know, I saw right when I got into the building. I mean, he was literally the first person I met when I came in the building. I was there on the bye week and like nobody was in the facility but him in the locker room, like just finishing a workout. And, you know, he was like, you know, excited to meet you, and, you know, get to work with you. And I just saw it like week by week, like, you know, in between periods, he's getting the wideouts to throw. He's, you know, working with extra stuff with the O-line after practice and after meetings, he's, hey, you want to watch more film? Like, the little stuff like that just adds up week by week. Like, he's he's a quarterback who's, like, in the weight room every day, like, lifting, getting stronger, doing corrective exercises. Like, you just don't see that all the time with, you know, quarterbacks in the NFL. And, like, I just think it just – like, that quick decision-making, as you were saying, and just, like, how constant he was on the field just went to, you know, his preparation, and you could just see it throughout the week. Yeah, What's I'd... he like in the huddle? Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's just, like, calm and collected, man, but you could just tell, like, he's just, like, like, he's like that silent dog, you know? Like, he's not, like, going to sit there and, like, 
you know, like hype it up and rah rah and do like all this like talking, but like you just see him like get like a twenty yard scramble and come back winded and then like call a play and then the next play he just throws a dime, come back winded, does another scramble and it's like dang, like this guy's like dealing, like he's going right now and it just motivates you because like he he just never stops, he just keeps going. Yeah, no, I mean that that's what you love about a, a leader like that. Is there any scenario you could see the Giants not bringing him back? I know you're not his agent, I know you're not working for Joe Shane, <laughs> but. I mean, I've been saying the Giants have to bring him back. You think that's that's going to happen? I mean, I, I would hope so, man. You know, I mean, obviously, like you said, I'm not a agent. I'm not the GM or anything. But, I mean, I know a lot of the players hope so and a lot of the fans hope so, too. I just think, you know, he's continuing just to get so comfortable in this offense and the system and, you know, with Dayball and everybody. And, you know, obviously there's, you know, business decisions that have to be made. But, you know, I, I mean, from a wide receiver standpoint and me playing with him last year, man, I would, I would certainly hope so, man. I, I love him as a player. I love him as a person. So, you know, I'll, I'll definitely be excited to keep working with him. Hey, look, now, Isaiah, I know up in Buffalo, you, a lot of your time was on the practice squad, but you were around Josh Allen. And I know one of the things when Dable got this job here with the Giants, that was the reference that everybody kept making. Well, just look what Brian Dable did with Josh Allen. Are you seeing that same kind of progression happening with Daniel Jones? Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny because a lot of the players used to used to call Daniel Jones a baby Josh Allen when when we were over there. Like, it, it, that was kind of like the joke, like, when it was like, I think my rookie year, like, and they were like, hey, like, know, who, know who's going to be Josh in a couple years? And, you know, that elite level is Daniel Jones, like, and, uh, I mean, I, I definitely see it. just the way that he could use his legs. And, like, I think you saw that more as the season yep. gone, gone on and, like, you know, the the playoff stretch and, you know, the games before the playoffs, like, just how comfortable he was, you know, throwing on the run and, like, not afraid to use his legs if the wide receivers weren't open. And I just think that stuff opens up just the whole offense. It makes the defense has to prepare for a whole different element of just Daniel Jones' game and really the offense. So, I mean, I think you, you combine that with just his, smart decision-making, just his preparation. And, I mean, he's obviously got a great arm, and everybody knows that. So, I mean, I, I think, you know, he's got a lot of success coming his way in the future. And that's a pretty good scouting report from uh, from a teammate. And we're talking about Isaiah Hodgins of the Giants. He's with us here on Tiki and Tierney. So, you know, the NFL is, is not like the NBA where, all right, you know, a couple of years ago, Steph and the Warriors, they're going to be in the mix every single year because that's the way it goes. Football's different. It's year-to-year, mm-hmm. things change. So, in addition, I'm sure – uh, to Philly being very good next year. There'll be other teams that emerge, but specific to the Eagles, how do you guys close that talent gap? Specifically, what do you guys need? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Dave Ball and Joe got a, definitely got a, a good plan in, in mind. You know, um, it's something that, you know, we all obviously trust them as players and stuff. But, I mean, I just think overall just, making sure that we improve on the stuff that we're already good at and, you know, clean up the stuff that, you know, we need to get better at. And I think, you know, bringing in a couple more weapons to help Daniel Jones um, from the receiver standpoint, from scope positions to whatever to, you know, I mean, we have some great O-line um, already there, you know, building around them and continuing to make sure that the O-line's there. I mean, I, I loved our defense last year. I love watching them. I love, you know, watching Dexter Lawrence and, you know, Adoree and McKinney and all those players and just making sure that, you know, all those players are healthy and building around them. And, you know, I think there's like a solid group of players around here. So I think, you know, you just build in with a couple more pieces, you know, whether that's in the draft or free agency. And, um, and man, this team's going to be scary next year. All right, listen, most important question as we wrap it up here with Isaiah Hodgins. The best New York Giant running back in history <laughs> is. 
<laughs> Don't get this wrong, buddy. <laughs> Who is it? I mean, you, you know, you know, I gotta say, Kiki. Let's go. <laughs> Here it is. Yeah, shout out, baby. About Sing it. Sing it. <laughs> hey, brother, it was great to chat with you. I can't wait to meet you in person. I know Max is is, is your dude, and Max I've known since he was a baby. So I I can't wait yeah, to meet man. you in person and continued success, bro. I mean, your story was awesome. We championed it every single week as you go out there and made plays for this team and helped them get to where they were and in the postseason. So. Continued success, and we look forward to watching you next season. So stay healthy and talk to you soon, Isaiah. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you guys again for having me. Good job. Congrats. That is well earned, that contract. You know, as I was introducing them, and um, we talk about this little Nick Renaissance now, and I mentioned the name Starks Mm -hmm. and Anthony Mason. You brought up Victor Cruz, of course, with the job. That's the most direct path from relative. What are you, UMass, right? Uh, UMass, and he was undrafted. Yeah, for sure. He kept kept killing the Jets during the (laughs) summer. That's right. And then then he he ultimately (laughs) killed the Jets in a 99-yard touchdown, right? Yes, that's true. (laughs) Uh, Corbett wasn't drafted. I know he was drafted, but a different team. you know, that, I, I love these stories. You yeah. know, they're just, it, it's just, like I said, it's not always linear. You're not always entitled to the throne. You mm-hmm. come out of the womb sporting royalty. These are the things that that I can relate to because I can't possibly relate to somebody like Peyton Manning. Yeah. Uh, you just, hey, yeah. how do you relate to that yeah, if you're just an average yeah, that was you know, a like high me. draft pick. No, yeah, you yeah. can't relate to that world. You grind. You relate to the scrapper. Isaiah's a grinder. Right? That's why I love Corbett. Yeah. My all time favorite Jets. Why well, I love Mattingly. You know, late round pick. Those those players have always um, always been my favorites. He's a he's a good kid. Yeah. I'm so happy for him. All right, 877-337-6666. Tiki and Tierney on the fan. We have you until two. Give you a chance to react to the uh chat with Isaiah Hodgins, the the Daniel Jones stuff as well. Uh and uh a question for Yankee fans that is a very, very, mm. very tough answer. Let me ask it next. We'll get that coming up on the fan. We're known for being polite, so we give you a chance to talk too. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. All right, 1247 back on the Fantiki and it's here to hear. 877-337-6666, the number. Um, we have we have stood and cheered many bad people in this city. Mm-hmm. We just have. And sometimes we were cheering for people when we thought they were good and we found out eventually they were bad, and that forced us to stop cheering. Sometimes we found out that they were Bad. I don't know if that's even the word. Imperfect yeah. or whatever. I mean, we're all imperfect, but like, not up to standard. And we cheered anyway because our fandom takes you know too often, sadly, front and center view. Uh, Trevor Bauer is available to everybody, and you know, you just do yourself a little Trevor Bauer search. You'll start to see some of these articles popping up. I saw one in the Pittsburgh Post Gazette where. Um, I don't know if it was their beat man, but somebody connected to the paper was basically saying, give it a shot. Why mm-hmm. not? Uh, I know that the Reds, because he was there before the Dodgers, obviously, they think very highly of him. Yep. They're always trying to find some talent on the cheap. Maybe they do Maybe do that, they do that again. You know, <clears throat> the Bauer stuff is, is crazy. Look, I mean, he's just a strange cat. There's just no way around it. Mm-hmm. But are we 1,000% opposed to him pitching here? 
We need to have this conversation. Um, the, the the problem is the accusation is so convoluted and confusing because you don't know what he's into and what the alleged victim was into and what was consensual and what was not. But the he wasn't ever charged, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he was arraigned, I believe. I can't, I can't remember the exact circumstances, but ultimately he was cleared. At the end of the day, he was cleared of, of wrongdoing. And while he had two seasons of his contract basically – you know, wiped out by the by Major League Baseball. Um, it, it I don't I don't it's it's a hard one. Like, cause morally, you want to say I don't want him on part of my team, but he's a Cy Young winning picture pitcher at the same time. Um, I wouldn't simply because it would feel odd for me to cheer for a guy like that. Yep. Just like with yep. um, Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. Like, I, I really wonder what's going to happen at you know. Because he played half the season this year, or at least whatever it was, six or seven games this year. Next year, they're going to go into the season. He's going to be their starter. They actually might be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, how are you feeling about Deshaun Watson? M- most people probably will not even think about it. They'll just cheer for him. I, I don't know if I if I could do that, right, with, with Trevor Bauer. Not because I think he, he's a bad dude or just, it's just, I don't know. He just felt, it feels like what he did is not cheerable. Yeah, he was um, obviously... The criminal charges weren't filed. Uh, he was originally suspended with 324 games by baseball, later mm-hmm. reduced to 194 on the appeal. Yep. He can obviously pitch this year. It's going to be peanuts, 50 cents on the dollar, maybe yeah. less, given the PR nightmare that's going to ensue. Uh, it, it, I, yeah, you, you hope that we're not that desperate. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the Yankees are. Well, uh, neither are the Mets. And, but and let's the, also... Mets, the Mets definitely aren't. Well, are not. Well, yeah, on February 17th, we're not desperate. I yeah. agree with that. But, you know, let's face it, a couple of horses atop the front of the Mets staff, not young. Yeah. Um, you know, as, as sturdy as Garrett Cole has been, you know, forever, you know, you're, you're one <laughs> misstep away from the Yankees and how we perceive their rotation radically changing. Severino's always hurt. You know, Cortez is nicked up now, plus he's got the innings. This is not me getting getting on the air saying the Yankees or the Mets need to make a run for Bauer. No. I I'm just I'm just throwing this out there because he is I mean, when he's on, he is he's a filthy pitcher. Yeah. Filthy. I know it. So how do we reconcile what is deviant borderline criminal, and I say, to me, it's criminal. When I see the woman's face, it's criminal. Yes. I mean, I'm sorry. Yes. But when charges aren't filed, how can we say it was literally criminal? Because you because you know that what he did was, was damaging to a female. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I don't know. This, this is why these, these conversations aren't even comfortable to have. I don't know. I just don't think it's worth it. In in a major media market like New York, but how long? I I tend Cause, to because maybe it disappears if you're in a smaller market and it's not you're not you're not you're not it's not getting hit every single time he pitches, um, and, and you're not talking about it every single time he takes the mound. Yep. And but I think in New York it would. I don't you think do. I don't think it I don't think it just slips under the cracks after he's you know seven and question, seven though. and two. You're probably right with a three ten ERA. You're probably right. right. I find this incredibly inconsistent, though. And and I'm all here. Somebody explain to me. So why, why is it okay 
for Lawrence Taylor mm-hmm. to hear 78,000 cheers like from maniacal giant fans. Yeah. Like he's without flaw. I mean, Lawrence Taylor's resume is pretty disgusting. Yeah. Let's call it for what it yeah. is. As great as he was, I mean, that guy's off the field these, stuff. Dude, a lot of these guys were. I don't know anybody he, he, in this city that's as revered as him that has done what he's done allegedly or been connected to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I find somebody. I don't know yeah. who that person is. Yet he's revered, and we romanticize Lawrence Taylor, but we're so quick uh, to say no to somebody like Trevor Bauer. You know why? Because there's the video and foot, um, photographic evidence makes it real. Mm-hmm. Right? It just makes it's it a big part it, of it. It just makes it. But does it make it right? No, of course not. I mean, we are, we're all hypocrites. We, we know that. No. Right? Just the things that we do. We all morally license one thing or another at some point in our, in our lives. And it just, we're, all, we're hypocritical that way. We are. And it's just, I, I don't know. It's just, a, it's a flaw in human nature that we just kind of accept. Yeah. And I think we're less accepting of it, which is a good thing um, over the last, I don't know, oh, 10, definitely. 12, 15 no years. Less tolerance it. for things. No doubt just, about yeah. it. But so let, let me lay this out. So. Let's say that we're, for the most part, in unison, mm-hmm. can't do it, not worth it, yeah. bad PR look, also, bad guy. Also not needed. So and and it, not needed. It, it'd be different if the yeah. teams, either of our of these two teams here, are, were desperate for a great arm. Well, that's where I was kind of going. So the, the, how we feel now about this, let's now fast forward to September or October, and after 107 pitches against the Astros mm-hmm. or the Rays, or the Phillies, or the Braves, or the Dodgers, and Trevor Bauer is walking off a mound either in the Bronx or Queens mm-hmm. with 11 strikeouts and three hits, and the Yanks and the Mets up by a run in a in a huge game. Yeah, fifty thousand people don't go bonkers for him. Oh, of course they would. Okay, so let's stop pretending. Yeah, let's stop yeah. pretending now. Yeah, if that's the case, right? Yeah. What do you think? I mean, yeah. you guys are hearing this. You guys are big baseball fans. Uh, what do you think? So, BT, I'm going to say Alex Rodriguez. I understand it's a different thing, but yeah. guy literally was suspended for steroids. And if you were a Yankee fan, all I heard was, I can't wait for him to come back, and I'm going to cheer the hell out of him because if he does well, my team is doing well. Mm-hmm. And that's really what I just, matters. I just but we it, process women and children so differently. Yeah. It is That is a different part of the conversation. Always will be. Always should be, always has been. Yeah, I, and I, I know what you're saying, Hav. I'm not saying that you're wrong. Yeah, I just a lot of hypocrites with a rod as well. But it, but, but who, it's different. But also, that's just kind of like, okay, who cares? You were cheating the the league, and you were, you know, maybe hurting yourself in the long run by taking steroids or whatever, HDH, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. You weren't affecting someone else. Jose right. Reyes came back. I'm not sure if he was applauded, and they, you know he, his career had already, uh, f- you know, fallen away at that yeah, point in time. True. But he definitely came back to the Mets, and there were some people that were happy to see him return. That's true. Kareem Hunt's another one. Yep, yep. Zoo, what do you think? Uh, well, I was actually just telling Tiki Kareem Hunt over there, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I really like, in terms of comparison wise, maybe not like is the best way to put it, but. It's very similar when you have these things, these videos, these photos that allow us to kind of see what happened. And I don't personally do this, but I can see from the general public this is what happens. You have Ray Rice, you have a guy like Kareem Hunt, where video evidence comes out mm-hmm. and they're buried for, you know, proper reasons. Mm-hmm. But you have guys, you know, throughout 
history, maybe Adrian Peterson would be a good example mm-hmm. where there is no video evidence of what went down. Yeah. So you kind of, you know, you get a little bit of a pass. Yeah. A little wiggle room there. Yeah. It's true. That was with the uh, the switch. Yep. Right. With the sun. Yeah, with the sun. Uh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll talk about this a little bit with you guys because you're, you're the ones that impacts. You're the consumers. You're the ones that I just, you know, walking off this, this mythical situation in the Bronx or in Queens, you're the ones who will be in the stands. I mean... Are you going to really call us up and say that in a must-win game for the Yanks or the Mets, if Bauer spins a three-hitter, you're not cheering? I mean, let's at least be honest with each other. You are. 877-337-6666. Tiki and Tierney, we got you till 2. That is Carter Roberts coming up on this busy Friday on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 